Welcome to the Nativa podcast series, where we provide a data-driven analysis of the most popular topics among Hispanics and Black consumers. I'm Natasha Pongonis, co-founder of uh, OYE Business Intelligence and Nativa, and joining, joining me today is also our co-founder, Eric Diaz. Hi, Eric. Hey, guys. Hello. And we also have Damaris Aldaz joining from the Phoenix office. And she's going to be sharing one of her latest white papers that she did using OAE Intelligence. So let's get started. So Damaris, the topic that you choose for this podcast or the white paper is actually a very popular show on Netflix. Everyone has been talking about for quite some time, not only in the U.S., but globally. So uh, tell us a little bit more about why you choose that topic and how much data you collected and what was the, the period of time. Right. So, yeah, I because during that time when I was going to create a, another short study, short study uh, report, I was... Uh, I think it was like when swigging was like a big trend that time. So I was like, I think there's there's definitely some conversation in Twitter uh, within like diverse backgrounds and giving their own insight to uh, how they thought the series was. Do you watch the series? Oh, yeah, yeah, I totally did. <laughs> it was part of the hype. Did you uh, binge it or did you spread it out? Or did you watch? <laughs> I, did, I did. For the first time, I actually did not binge it because for the same reason, that's like a nine episode series. So I spread it out actually. I didn't know when it, no, yeah. So about you, Natasha, did you binge it or did you spread it out? No, oh, I spread it out. Uh, I mean, I don't know who has time to binge watch all this. I mean, I think I don't even know how many shows were in a Squid Game. 10, 10 episodes, maybe. Oh, I think yeah. it's usually about eight to 10 episodes. So, you know, it's quite a lot. Um, but yeah, and, you know, I don't know you guys, like I read in the news and I was talking about it, but I usually tend to stay away from some of those shows. There is so high. Uh, I like to watch perhaps a little bit more indie and, you know, independent movies, perhaps. I love international films. Um, so for that regard, I guess I was a little bit curious. Um, and But my kids were like so excited for me to watch a game. And um, so I think I kind of felt a little bit of depression, but at the same time, I want to have those conversations with them and with everyone else, right? You go to dinner and everyone is talking about the show. Have you watched a, a Squid Game? And so you kind of feel left out, I guess, if you didn't. How about you, Eric? Did you watch it? Did you binge watch it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely watch it. I think I was doing family time. We had a, uh, like a kind of a family get together in um in Sedona and we're just all kind of hanging out and that just showed up and I'm like wow it looks interesting but could be a bit scary so we were able to talk to everybody into watching it and yeah I, I spread it out I think you know like a show every other day or something like that so it took me you know I don't know two weeks but yeah, it was it was great it was an excellent series how about the language do you guys watch it in English or do you actually keep the original uh, Korean style. Yeah, I personally watched it with just uh, English subtitles because I thought it was like more raw. I like to, you know, and see if I could like understand Korean. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I'm used to watching uh, a lot of foreign films, so I didn't even know, I, didn't, I guess I didn't even think to look if they had English subtitles. I, I think when I have watched that in the past, I've never liked it, so. Um, but I do know that we, people talked about that. So we'll get into that. It's like, as far as like people watching it with the English dub is interesting. Yeah. So who talked the most about it? What'd you I see? Volumes? I think, yeah, was, I, you know, I think for me, I'm a little bit like you guys. I like, I like to watch the original language. I should like to hear the, the voice of the actors. They know like, you know, another voice, I guess, uh, but for this particular one, actually, I watched it in English. I felt it was like so many details on the show that I was missing because I was trying to read. Um, so maybe I watched the first episode in the original language and then I switched to English because I just didn't want to miss perhaps a clue, a little detail that would open the door for what might be coming next. So yeah, that, that was interesting for me. Maybe the first time they actually watch a movie that's not in the original language. All right, so let's get started on the analysis. Damaris, if you want to share your screen for those who are actually watching the video and we can start diving into the different sections, I think, you know, definitely you have very good insights when it comes for age and language analysis, uh, demographic as well, like male, females. Yes. Yeah, so uh, predominantly the viewer group I noticed was like the Chicano culture, especially Generation Z. Also like, I uh, uh, think mid-age uh, people and individuals with, uh, would be um, Hispanics. And I think Asian Americans also could resemble a lot in the common things present in, in Scudium series, because I think it was, I think um, it was surprising that this series became so globally, uh, you know, uh, far-reached because it had, some scenes that were not like viewer appropriate or friend or family oriented. So I thought it was very, um, it was kind of cool. It was something different. Um, so I think that's what, that's what also caught everyone's attention to because it was, it was just different from, I guess they're used to seeing. <clears throat> I think it was also, since this data was, was generated between uh, September and early October, um, a week, brought, uh, week after Squid Game was like a big hit, uh, there was an upsurge of vans, other specifically the white slip-ons. Um, people were, I think vans with experienced like a huge increase in sales. So I think that was pretty crazy. <laughs> for, for which, for the Halloween? Or? Uh, no, just the van slip-ons. Oh, vans, yeah. vans, ah, I gotcha, yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, also the costumes were pretty popular. I, I noticed that, uh, I think, uh, Celebrities were trying, were dressing up as uh, some of the characters, especially the doll, the green uh, red light doll. Um, and yeah, but the costumes were, there was also like a huge uh, demand in costumes. And I think they were all selling out like in Amazon or something. I think I would like, uh, I think I was planning on dressing up like one of the red costume guys there, but uh, sad. <laughs> I did not get one in time, uh, I guess. Did you see people wearing that costume? Oh uh, yeah, I did actually. Okay. Yeah. So that was interesting. Ooh, that you mentioned that I remember hearing in the news here um maybe it was around um one of the weekend of shoppings and on the tv were saying they weren't allowed they're not going to allow anyone dressed on that squid game costume the one that cover your face in any mall so if you have wearing one of those costumes you have to remove 
the mask from your face. So I don't know, I guess people were actually, you know, walking around the street and in malls, dressed as squid games. Right, right, yes. Um, between them, the sentiments were... Yeah, so let's talk about the ethnicity. I thought that this one was very interesting when we're looking at the volume of Hispanics. I think we usually tend to see a large white representation, but in this one, and the volume, it was also big Hispanic. Were you surprised by this? Actually, I was not. I think, um, I think there's this new, like, trend as well we're trying to um, uh, see what other foreign films are about especially Netflix I think they're investing in like Korean dramas as well so I think there's definitely like uh, we're all on the lookout on that especially I think from my part and I think where I've uh, spoken to Hispanics you know my friends I think they're definitely interested in and uh, just what what they got to offer I think so I think that's where uh, uh, where that data is coming from U.S. Hispanics Except from the white American, which is always uh, the major part right there. And so Asian Americans, I mean, yeah. Larger than we usually see yeah. for Asian American, 8%. Um, the Hispanic, very impressive at 36%. So and I think it does speak to it being international as well. Um, so you do have, again, with this type of search, I assume that we're getting um, unknown locations, which would probably be a lot of U.S., but also other, other countries, they just don't have... Uh, a listing of what country they're in, so they could be in Mexico or any any other um, country where this was also popular. Yes. So moving down, uh, what other analysis you have? Language. Yes, I think this one's also interesting. Where uh, I think uh, where Spanish was, you know, as compared to other short studies that Spanish was used as one of the dominant languages on, on Twitter as well with the conversations. Definitely, yeah, this is, this is a, a great graph showing 29% pure Spanish. Uh, and then you've got 12% between Spanish English and English Spanish. The difference being uh, Spanish English, which was uh, higher, was a little bit more dominant. So over, over 51% in Spanish versus English uh, Spanish, which was over 51% in English, but all of them being all 12% total being bilingual. So definitely, yeah, definitely uh, you can tell it's a, it's a global topic um, of Squid Game. Yes. So Latino Index, uh, I'll talk about this a bit more. So those of you that uh, may not be familiar with Latino Index, basically how we how OIE determines um, what level of culturation the different Hispanics that have talked about it have, or what, what, what do they make up? And in general, L1 is uh, the most acculturated, so probably born in the US, engages with American pop culture, uh, listens to Kanye West, or uh, watches NFL games, posts about the um, talks in English, basically. And that for this, for this group was 40, almost 40%, 39% was L1 Hispanic. So, which is a lot less actually, it's actually only about half of what we typically see in entertainment. So those, those of you can, that can see our screen, 84% is typically entertainment uh, L1 makeup. So it's usually very much dominant in uh, L1 acculturated Hispanics, but not the case as we were kind of talking about, this is more of a, of a global topic, Squid Game. So we had a lot more of the biggest, or the second largest was actually L3, which is your uh, split. 
between uh, American culture and Latin culture, L3 Hispanics uh, were at 30, uh, almost 32%. And then you had L4 and L5, which is over 10%, which made up a lot more than we usually see because those two groups combined usually only make about 5% of an entertainment case study. Um, this In this case, it was over 10%, so double as much. So definitely Latino index was, was very interesting to see um, the differences between what we normally see if we're if we're looking at like a like an American pop culture entertainment show, whereas this one being global had had a lot more uh, just international feel to it. Yeah, absolutely. Like moving down the other interesting analysis from the generation analysis. So in the way that we are able to identify the age is through face recognition. So as sample for Hispanic was uh, collected of 206 individuals. And this one, I guess, not surprising, but it was interesting just to see where, I, I guess I assume we're gonna show is the, the amount of younger generation, I guess, the affinity with the show uh, and sharing the, the views and the perspective. It's interesting also for me because looking in some of the other analyses, that we have done over time in other topics, uh, we don't really see perhaps a lot of the younger generation very active on Twitter. And here it really was. And you can really see that age group between the 18 to 24, the 25 to 34, very much engaged uh, with the show. And actually what I also was very interesting for me is like they were sharing their emotions, how they were really connecting with some of the characters and, and just expressing sadness to excitement and, you know, really, they were really embedded on, on this show. So that was very interesting and neat to see. And if we move to the black analysis in generation, pretty similar to Hispanic, we also see uh, the younger generation very, very active, the 18 to 24 primarily, um, and followed by the 35 to 34. Um, so I think, you know, something that everyone uh, was a little bit surprised that you have here an example of a tweet, uh, you know, for, for the audience discovering who was the mastermind behind the show. Uh, you know, and I think some of the tweets, um, the minds that you collected, some people said that they maybe had some clues, that maybe there was something behind the scene. And, and I think that, that was interesting to see and perhaps people connecting uh, with those, those type of, of tweets as well. Yes. If you want to move to the next section on the on the age generation, I think the gender, this one was very interesting. So talking about the gender analysis, so this was interesting for me, just to see it in the volume of female engagement for Hispanic. Uh, I think we're looking about more, a lot of it over 50%. And probably in the past 12 months or 10 months, uh, in some of the other analysis that we have done, it was really a small percent of female representation. So this particular one was very interesting for me just to see how engaged the world were the show. Um, and, you know, I don't know, Damaris, if you found that as well, it would be interesting to see how many females were talking. Yeah, to me, this one stood out because I'm used to seeing where male, male uh, data dominates. So like seeing a pretty even split I believe on both Hispanic and Black was was definitely intriguing to me just because we we don't see that as much these days. So you know, to me, it just tells me that it was it was equally popular. Like men and women were uh, both Black and Hispanic background were, were interested in the show. Yeah, I think that's 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think there was one of the tweets, um, Damaris, that you captured, and I don't know if this one, the, the example that you're showing here in how the show was promoted in, in Korea, um, but it, it was really interesting to see Netflix because I don't think I have seen Netflix really being uh, heavily promoted in different spaces and you know shopping mall or stores in the U.S. But just to see how much emphasis and how much actually the just the, the regular even a subway I think it was a tweet they were showing how much it was the just the branding on Netflix but also the branding of the show so that was very interesting as well um, and again I, I'm not quite sure if you click in that one of the comments there of the tweet example kind of shows a little bit of that. Yeah. And with Black American as well, I think, you know, maybe a little bit less representation, the Hispanics with 41%, but nonetheless, it's still very high volume of females um, talking about, about the show. Yes. Okay, I think here's a little like, clip with his user. Um, I think found. Also, it's like, um, yeah, somebody saw like one of the video promotions that Netflix in Korea was actually putting on. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Uh, oh, I see it. And it's something that we'll share so people that uh, download the report, which of course it's free, can, uh, can watch that video, watch any of these examples, which you put a lot of really good ones in there, Tamara. So definitely encourage folks to click through and, and see some of those posts that people put. A lot of good examples, like, uh, especially like, when, I know we're about to talk about sentiment, and there's some really good ones there that kind of show what drove positive, negative sentiment. And yeah, if some of that sentiment was kind of masked as negative, but not necessarily actually negative. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit more about the sentiment analysis because that was interesting as well just to see the large percent of negative sentiment. But in this case, like you just mentioned, Eric, she's seen negative, it doesn't really mean a negative toward the show, but it means in this case, just some of the negative emotions that people had watching the show, uh, being anxious or being sad. Um, you know, so, so it's just like the, the how our machine learning process is able to capture some of those phrases of keyword and just, you know, may qualify that as negative. But when you read a tweet in the context, then you understand there is not something negative about the movie, but it's more about some of the emotions that are connected. So I thought that was very interesting as well. Yeah, I like how you put it in here, Damaris, how users felt emotional distress and tension while watching Squid Game. So that was, I think you you put that well. So that was, yeah, basically in in an analysis on sentiment, it's generally going to read that as negative, but it's basically it's basically just people feeling stressed because they're you know worried about the characters, what would they do in a similar situation, all of that. So it, it, yeah, it definitely I got to read between the lines on, on that analysis. Yeah, if you can speak a little bit louder, close to the microphone. Okay, yeah, I think uh, the uh, viewers, they sympathize a lot with the characters and their background stories, which was one of the reasons why they also, uh, there was also that emotional stress and tension. Um, here, the Black American as well. Uh, you know, they're not referring uh, to showing any derogatory connotation, but 
more towards like their their own personal feelings um, while watching while binge watching the show. Most most of them did binge watch the show. They didn't have that. They didn't spread it out mm-hmm. for the same reason that they weren't so attracted to the I think to the story plot. And then the 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 twists at the end were uh, well, I don't want to spoil it, but I think everyone already like watched it. But uh, don't spoil it. <laughs> yeah, I think just watch the show and read the comments here. <laughs> And uh, what's the final section we've got here is uh, word clouds, right? Any, any, any word clouds or, or words that kind of stuck out to you, Damaris, as far as being interested? Actually, yes. I think uh, the actor specifically, I don't know, I'm, I'm not pretty good with names, but uh, it would be Jung Hoo Young. Uh, she's one of the actresses. Uh, I think, well, the main cast as well. I think you'll probably, if you watch the show, you'll, you'll know who I'm talking about. She did uh, have like uh, an increase of, uh, Instagram followers so that made her even more popular and I think that was pretty interesting how these uh, maybe foreign actors who are not uh, who were only who were probably famous in their home countries now be, uh, in the US were such a big hit they definitely gained some more uh, recognition and, and in that aspect as well so I think that was pretty interesting to see I thought it was interesting some of the contrast of the keyboard that you had between the Hispanic uh, work cloud and black consumer work cloud. And so, you know, trying to understand a little bit why the difference. And I think on when we were analyzing on on the black, uh, I, maybe you can provide a little bit more context, Damaris, but it was a lot about remake, uh, production company. So, is there a conversation about America trying to do a remake of the Squid Game? I think not really like formal, where I've seen like uh, major uh, like movie production companies, but definitely the users. I think they're, I don't know why uh, they have some thought of like, there's probably going to be an American remake of Squid Game, uh, but there's no formal, uh, you know comments on that regarding but i think they're kind of like not interested if there if there is or they're kind of discouraging it or like if there is an american remake of this series i don't think for the same reason that um, you know it's not going to be the same thing also with the with the dialogue as well as we can see that uh some did have some uh to comment on the on the dialogue uh because the voiceovers weren't really exactly matching with the people mm-hmm. and i think there was some missing contacts even being lost with the with the English dub and then with the subtitles, so there's definitely some conversations in that as well. Yeah, no, very, very interesting, and I think you know what you mentioned about the the translation or transcreation is something that we see in a regular basis, and it's so hard to adapt. Perhaps some in the culture that is part of that language and trying to transcreate that to an completely different audience in another language and different cultures. I'm sure it was quite a challenge for everyone tasked with that. Um, but it's definitely very interesting analysis. Um, you know, thank you for creating this white paper. And uh, I'm excited to see the next one, Eric. I know that we talked about different few topics. Um, do you have, perhaps, can you share with the audience what might be the next one? We've got a lot of uh, sports ones coming up. I know we have NFL teams. We also have NHL teams. So uh, we definitely have some some things coming in the uh, in the pipeline right now. Very good. 
Well, thank you so much for joining today. Feel free to download the white paper for free on our website and share your insights, share your comments, your views, and if there is a particular topic that you like for OYE to do an analysis on, send us an email to info at Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Have a great week.